A very good afternoon to you, our cherished and descending listeners. It's another beautiful and blessed Wednesday. And we here at Multimedia are happy to bring you yet another exciting edition of your favorite business development program on radio, Masterclass. Masterclass is powered by Joy Business and brought to us by Goyle. Goyle, good energy. Goyle, Yenara, Yedia. Masterclass is also brought to us by GCB, your bank for life. My name, as always, is Yabanafo, and I'm excited to bring you today's edition of Masterclass. Masterclass comes your way this and every Wednesday at 1.30 p.m. and runs all the way through to 2.15 p.m. here on your Superstation Joy 99.7. We will be streaming on live on Facebook on today's show as well. Just to also remind our listeners that this is the month of March. And here on this last show in the month of March, we, will, we are also celebrating Ghana Month. Today, we won't be putting out questions or quizzes on Ghana. But we have some beautiful awards from GCB for the first set of six callers who will pick up the phone and call us when we get interactive. Beautiful packages. I've seen them, and trust me when I say that they're beautiful. GCB wants to give you some giveaways in celebrating Ghana Month on the show today. So when we get interactive, pick up that phone, and by all means, do give us a call. Okay, I'm told there are 10 packages, so now the net has widened. So 10 of us who are listening this afternoon have the opportunity to win something from the show Masterclass today. Um, I believe that congratulations are in order to the Black Stars for winning the game yesterday. Ghana needed that win badly. So thank you, Black Stars from Masterclass, for winning that game yesterday and putting us through to the World Cup. You have gladdened the hearts of a whole nation. And thank you. Uh, quick shout-out to one of our very ardent listeners. I didn't know she was listening. Uh, Mrs. Zomelo of Zomelo & Associates. Good afternoon to you, Mum. Uh, you have been listening to Masterclass ardently. And for that, we thank you. Keep listening. Another quick shout-out to Priscilla Nanaama Apreku, of multimedia it's your birthday today you put a smile on many faces here at multimedia enjoy your special day so we go straight into our conversation for today last week we started a rather interesting conversation on portfolio construction and investment risks essentially sharing ideas on where to place your money how to place your money what risks to look for how to optimize your gains or your benefits and to minimize your risks essentially we broke it down into simple language so that we would understand essentially what we're talking about we try to stay away from all the test language of uh, the jargons and the policy rates and all those things that confuse me and a few of the people I also know as well. Um, in that conversation, we're privileged to have the Managing Director of GCB Capital, in the person of Mr. Kofi Wuku, join us. And he's here again with us today on the show. Kofi, you're welcome to the show. Thank you very I'm, much. I'm excited. Yeah. You know, I've never had a conversation with anyone on portfolio construction right. who has made it as simple as you have. Happy to hear. And, and I, I got that feedback also from, from my listeners after the show. Thank you so much for, for making it simple. Pleasure, it's mine. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you too. But we didn't finish that conversation because mm -hmm. we, we got to the point where we're talking about the risks and what people should look out for and then unfortunately we ran out of time. Today hopefully we have a bit more time and therefore we're going to go through that again. So maybe just a quick recap, if you will, for just a few pointers, the 30 seconds recap we'll on, on what we talked about last week, just for flow of thought right. for those who are listening. And then we can go straight into our conversation today. For those who are watching us, who are listening to us, who like to watch us on video, we're streaming live on Facebook. Just go to our Facebook page. And for those who like to take notes, we'll also be sharing some of the slides from last week also on, on, on Facebook. So you can make some notes as well. Kofi, talk to us. Thank you. Thank you so much, Yao. Right. And good afternoon to everybody. Indeed, um, we started this last week and we had uh, what I think was a good enough conversation mm. um, starting with what an investment is. And we, we, we specify that investing is one thing, speculating is another, mm. and we need to know exactly what it is that we're doing. 
we talked also briefly about the various asset classes or asset types that people can invest in in our market. Talked about the mainstream ones, shares, bills, uh, bonds, etc. And also talked about some alternatives. And then we touched a bit on what a potential investor or an active ongoing investor should look out for um, in, um, in, in terms of uh, having an understanding of what it is that you yourself you are looking yeah. to do or to achieve out of the investing business and also to have a good enough understanding of what it is that you're getting yourself into. So that about sums up what we did last week. Mm. And uh, the next logical step is to look at one of the most critical elements um, in this whole journey, that is risk understanding what investment risk is. Before you talk about risk, I mean, I I want to be a bit mischievous. You know, we're talking about um, people um, making investments in currency. Currency was one of the options that we talked about last week. Now, um, let's we, we talk about these things so that we learn. Hmm. A few of my friends, I'll say my friends because I can handle my friends, <laughs> panicked mm -hmm. and therefore put a lot of money away in foreign currency. The most popular is the dollar, the US dollar. Yeah. Um, the US dollar was about 8 point something, I think, last week or so. Um, today is about 7 point something. Mm -hmm. So clearly, it's falling against um, the city. Yeah. People are losing money. Did they make the right investment decision at the time? What are the learning points? Just very briefly. I mean, I know this can be a whole show, <laughs> but... Absolutely, yes. Why shouldn't we panic to put money away in foreign currency in times like this? Right. Yeah. So as you spoke, you use the keyword invest, mm. you use panic and then right decisions. Um, if we have to cast our minds back to what we defined investment to be last week, we, we said that it's an operation which mm. involves thorough analysis and which also involves an assurance of the safety of principle mm. and an adequate return. Mm. And anything outside of this is speculation. Mm. Um, we had the governor of the central bank mentioning, um, was it yesterday or a couple of days ago, mm -hmm. that you cannot win if you are speculating against the currency. Mm. And we also have history in this country where people had run to the US dollar um, as a safe haven. And then when things turned around, they lost money. So we have all these things to guide us. You cannot be investing in currency that way if you're acting on panic or mere speculation. Mm. If you go on that journey, the likelihood of you losing money, like you said, is extremely high. Mm. And so if you're going to do investing, go through the matrix, make sure you've checked all the, the, the pointers ha that have to be checked. Right. And then if you are absolutely assured of the fact that you are doing a, a sound and proper investment, mm -hmm. then you're good to go. Otherwise, you are speculating. And the, the sure thing that goes with speculation is a likely loss that you just indicated. And I like, I like it when you use that word speculation because mm -hmm. one of the things you talked about was thorough analysis. Yes. And that process of thorough analysis will ask all the right questions. Yes. How long am I keeping the money for? Is it money I'm turning around? What's been the trend analysis? What happened in the last four years? Has the situation happened before? What are the, are the things that are happening differently now? Surely, in asking all those questions, there will be something that sticks out and that tells you, you better move in this direction or Precisely, better move in that yeah. direction. Precisely. But if you yeah. just run along and follow everyone else and put your money away and, you know... That, that is certainly not investing. Exactly. And then you expose yourself to um, these possible outcomes. We're learning from these things. So, I mean, as and when these things occur, let's, let's make sure we have learning points from them so we don't fall victim to the same processes all the time. Yes. Kofi, let's go ahead. All right, thank you. So, as I indicated, we will be um, talking about investment risk um, for a large part of today. And 
we would want to even know from the onset what is investment risk. Mm. Um, let me um, describe it as, as the possibility that the expected outcomes from your investment operation will be different from what you look forward to, right? So you have an expected return, but the outcomes are different. And it, it's, it's always a possibility. Indeed, everything that we get ourselves involved in, mm. involved in comes with an element of risk. Everything that we do. So you cannot do away with risk. Mm -hmm. What you have to do when you are investing is to see how you manage that risk. Mm. And there are two key things we need to know about risk in, in the area of investing. Number one, there are risks that you, you can control and then there are risks you have zero control over, mm. right? Those that are under your control, we call them unsystematic risk. They are particular to the um, the asset or the um, investment vehicle that you are you are you are getting into, mm -hmm. right? And then there are the systematic risk. Those ones come with the industry, with the market, with the country. You can't eliminate them. You can manage them somewhat, but you can't entirely get rid of them. Mm -hmm. So, in making your investment decisions. When you have gotten that 50,000 cities or less or more from your business activities at Mokola or from the, the fish landing port at Sege or from the farm at uh, Zuarungu, you need to understand what risks you are facing in making that, in in that decision. Is it risk that you have control over or is it risk that is systematic with the, with the market, with the industry, with the country that you have zero control over? That is one bit. Knowing that there is systematic risk that you, you, you have little control over and there is unsystematic that you can control. The other important feature of risk in investing, which I think is a, a bit more well-known, is the fact that there is always what we call a risk return trade-off. And what do I mean by this? I'm simply saying that low risk levels potentially go with lower returns on your investments and vice versa. So um, if you get yourself into an investment asset that has a higher risk level, then you can logically also expect a higher return. That is a risk return trade-off. And that unfortunately, unfortunately is one of the things that we tend to lose sight of when we are taking our investment decisions because we hear that um, Kweku Frimpong has come and says that this investment in, uh, in, in, this, in that place is offering so much return. Within three months, you get so much. And you focus on that return, and you don't think of the risk that goes with it. There is always a trade-off. If you want that high return, I am in no position to tell you. I mean, with the exception of the Securities and Exchanges Commission coming out to say that a particular investment vehicle or a certain promise is illegal or is not properly registered, etc., so avoid it. I am in no position at all to tell you that one investment or the other is too risky or, or, or even bad. Right, it's all down to the risk return trade off that you are able to um, handle, and we will presently get into um, the whole concept of even risk tolerance mm. so that you understand how, um, how much risk you can take. Because until you have taken the trouble, Yao, to even work out sometimes um, how much risk you can take, you, you would actually be out there taking some decisions. And, and losing sight of the fact that they, you, you are biting more than you can chew or they are, they are, they are likely to drown you. You're punching above your weight. Precisely. <clears throat> but it's, it's important the point you, you, know, you, know, you just talked about, that when people are making investment decisions, sometimes for want of ease in the mm -hmm. communication process, we summarize our communication to our friends. So we say, oh, if you put money in that company or in this business, you will make X return. Mm -hmm. But that's the simplified form of the communication. And it's important that we learn that. And I say simplified because what is missing as detail in that conversation is 
below a certain amount of investment, you will not make the return they're talking about. So let's say it's people talk about eggs, mm -hmm. moving eggs to Burkina Faso. And if you move a whole track of eggs, and you spend about 100,000 Ghana cities, you, your return will be about 30,000 Ghana cities. What they mm -hmm. haven't said to you is that if your investment is less than that 100,000, 100, you will yeah. not make that 30,000. That's number one. Mm -hmm. Number two, between here and Burkina Faso, there are risks that are systematic and unsystematic, mm -hmm. which is both internal and external, yep. which they have also not talked about. Number three, there is the risk tolerance, which we are going to talk about shortly, mm -hmm. which is how much risk can you carry? Yep. And how much money is it that when you lose, you go under, or they will come and carry you and your whole household? <laughs> and so all those yes. are questions you should ask. We should never make decisions on a summarized submission of our friends where investment is concerned. Oh, I hear that pineapples are moving. Mm -hmm. Let's go into pineapples. Yep. I hear we're, that we're now, now this product risks. is moving. Oh, let's import this one. Mm -hmm. Let's import that one. What are the other questions you haven't asked? Yep. One of those questions can turn your whole investment belly up. Yeah. And when that happens, you know, you're in the hole. Indeed. I mean, you, you <coughs> sometimes just need to ask yourself two, three, four questions. Mm. And then what, what, what initially appeared rosy and excellent in all forms mm -hmm. suddenly starts um, ha um, showing some uh, risk features yes. that you may now want to take a step back and then reconsider. Mm -hmm. But all too often, we don't do that. We don't ask ourselves those critical questions. We don't, many people are in the business of investing, whether in financial assets or some other assets, without even having a, an idea of what their personal risk tolerance levels are. So let's talk about risk tolerance. Mm -hmm. I mean, um, this basically refers to an investor's willingness and ability to take a certain quantum of risk. How much risk an investor is willing and able to take. And I am emphasizing willing and able because willingness is one thing ability, ability <laughs> capacity to carry it is another yeah. you may be willing to go chase that risky venture um, with an eye on the return but should things go belly up do you have the capacity to stand or will you be carried away like Yao said moments earlier. So we need to ask ourselves a few questions uh, to establish what our risk tolerance are. And, and what are some of these questions? You may want to start with your, your, your purpose. Why are you getting into that investment activity in the first place? Have a thorough understanding of the purpose, the objective for doing it. And does it align with what you're getting into or you're being blown by the wind? You're being blown by what people are saying, mm. right? Um, another critical item you need to consider is a source of funds. Is it your own money? Is it borrowed money? Is it from the uncle or the auntie? You know, what, what, is, what, it what is, loan shark? is it from a loan shark? Or is it somebody's money that you're supposed to keep for a time being? Or, you know, do a project with? I mean, they sent you some money, money to, do, from to build. To build exactly. And then you want to turn it around quickly before um, you go buy the, the, the cement or the iron rods. What is the source of funds? All of those will determine how much risk you should be able to take, yeah. with, take with the money. You also want to look at the time horizon. How much time do you even have to invest? Mm -hmm. Can you do just a three-month investment? Or is the money available for you to do a six-month, one-year, three-year, five-year investment with? That should also help you understand how much risk you can take with that money or with that venture you're getting into. The, the value that you can afford to lose, mm -hmm. that is one critical thing that we're talking about off air. So you could get into a certain venture with the knowledge that should it go bust, you can afford to lose this money. Mm -hmm. Or you have done some thorough analysis and you are sure that worst case scenario, your, your, your money at risk, 
your value at risk is a certain percentage of the total you are putting out. So with that knowledge and that understanding, you are able to shape your investment decisions. Mm -hmm. Are you strong enough to lose everything? Or does it look like you could possibly lose a portion and still survive? Right. There was this, there was this example we're sharing on air. I mean, mm -hmm. off air. Okay, yeah. Maybe it will help explain this point better. You know how when people walk up to you and they, they want a personal loan of some sort mm. from you, and given the information that you have regarding the ability to pay back when they borrow and their, should I say their credit history mm -hmm. around you, whether in church, at work, wherever, you make a certain decision. So they come to you and they say, oh, yeah, can you lend 5,000 Ghana cities to me? I'll pay back in a month. And I take one look and I say, what you don't know is that I'm aware that you borrowed from four other people mm -hmm. and you haven't paid any of them back. But because of your need and because I'm able to, I can walk away from a thousand cities. So I will lend you only a thousand cities. Because mm -hmm. if you choose not to pay back, I can walk away from it. That's, that's a perfect analogy. But yeah. I can't walk away from 5,000. <laughs> yes. So I'll tell you, oh, guess what? Um, I don't think I can do 5,000 now, mm -hmm. but I can do a thousand. Is it helpful? If you decide to take it, Yep. I still expect you to pay me back. Yep. But if you don't pay back, I can walk away you, from a thousand. You, you, you'll not cry. Right? Is that example... Um, <laughs> that, that is an, ex <laughs> is an excellent analogy, yes. I mean, you, you work out what you can afford to lose. Mm. That is not to say that you should only invest the amount that you can afford to lose because mm. you're not even investing with the mindset of losing, mm. right? But you, you keep that in mind. For that particular venture you are getting into, for that particular uh, borrower you are, you are looking mm -hmm. to lend to, um, you size it all up and then you determine, do you want to throw so much money at it or you want to keep it um, at a rather conservative level? Now, that feeding into your, your risk tolerance will actually end, end up shaping your whole decision in that you may consider that this venture could lose me 100% of the money, mm -hmm. but still, it's only informing your tolerance. So your tolerance says, yes, I can lose 100%, but I'm starting to gain about 300%. So really, I, I, I have the muzzle. I'll go yeah, for it. Yeah, it will not necessarily stop you, but it will inform how aggressive or otherwise you, know, you, you know, Somebody yeah. will say that. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. Yes, and we'll talk about that present. Then another person says, put all your eggs in one basket, but when you finish, pick up the basket and lock it. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing about locking it all in one basket is, I mean, a little shake and you could still have some cracked eggs. That's it. So, That's yes. It. Um, another critical thing, um, which I touched on briefly last week, um, is um, even your age. Mm. It also f uh, f uh, feeds into the determination of um, a person's uh, investment uh, risk tolerance. Mm -hmm. Because you don't want to go making some aggressive investment decisions when you are very much advanced in age. Mm -hmm. Generally speaking, and I'm saying generally speaking because there are people who are older who are yet a lot more aggressive in their investment decisions than people who are younger. Mm -hmm. It's a personality thing. But generally... So it depends uh, on you. Age, exactly. Exactly. But generally, for, um, for on the age bit, you would expect that when you are a retiree, that is not when you, you start risking too much uh, money um, on, on what What would be the concern there, very very briefly? Why, why should you be cautious, uh, for example, if, if you are mm -hmm. advanced in age? Right. I mean, as a general concern, not, mm -hmm. not as a rule of thumb. Right. Um, one, one, one key factor is uh, 
the source of funding. Now, if, if you are retired, you advance in age, you no longer have your regular salary. Yes, you may be earning a pension or you may be earning uh, money from some rental income or, um, or other things. Ability to but earn reduces. Yes, you have, you have diminished ability. I mean, if, if compared to somebody who is earning and can actively take on some additional tasks. So you have limited earning ability. Mm. Two, um, you also may not want to get too aggressive in some long-term investments because, I mean, touch with reality is that you don't know how much longer you're going to be around. So you want to manage it within some reasonable um, um, time horizon. And, and then also, um, I mean, advancement in age comes with um, certain uh, reduced capacities for certain things, mm. right? Uh, your ability to take on some shocks, etc., are diminished. We don't want you doing the very good business of investing and, and still and ending up, up with some high blood pressure. Exactly. Some bad money. So, precisely that point. So, so on the those, side those of are question, that's what we're saying. Spot on. Spot the on. older yeah. you are, yeah. The, the safer it is to err on the side of caution when you're when you're investing. That is that is right. correct, generally speaking. And then finally, which which relates to it touches on some of the points I've made earlier, a person's emotional capacity to absorb risk. Mm. We don't think about it, but it's very critical. So it is one thing wanting to do um, one investment uh, venture or another, mm. and it's even another thing knowing the likely value that you could lose. But do we take a step further to think of how we would react if we got bad news? I mean, there are people who can hear the worst of news and still take it in their stride. Yes, and, I, I know some people like that. Yes, and there are others also who hear things that should ordinarily not uh, make you bat an eyelid and yet they'll be screaming, right? So you want to consider yourself your emotional capacity to absorb risk and determine are you really ready to go in that particular in the direction of that particular venture or, or not right? but let me ask this question you know it's interesting you mentioned that I, and i'm sure it's sort of one of the most played down areas in mm. any um risk assessment process for investment yeah. this side of the world mm. i say that because surely an individual may or may not be the best judge of their emotional yeah, situation oh, yes so that sometimes where, what people say they can handle emotionally is actually the reverse. <laughs> and so their statement is an affirmation to themselves that I can do this. Not that you can really do it, but that you believe you can. I say that and that's because, a critical distinction. Exactly. The belief is one thing, the yes. realities are different things. Exactly. Because yeah. in other jurisdictions, mm. they will ask you a set of questions which may seem unrelated to the application, but whose final aim is to ascertain... He's out whether or not you are able to handle this. And I think mm -hmm. that maybe in our, in our process, mm -hmm. perhaps we should begin to think of, maybe they, I mean, investment houses should begin to think of, involving mm -hmm. a bit of psychology, you know, <laughs> get, get some of the psychologists in there. Because mm -hmm. I understand that human beings are, are creatures of habit. Yep. If you study the human being long enough, it's like studying data. You will find out what you need to find out. But people may not necessarily be a good judge of what they of, can handle of, of and their what own they can't. emotional capacity. Yeah, and I can right. say I can handle this mm. loss, and then when it happens, I'm like, no, but why didn't you? And then we start blaming. Yeah, and then you know, other fights and all. Yes, um, that, that is absolutely correct. Um, the capacity thing, it cannot be a perfect judge. I mean, mm. to be fair, the investment houses do engage clients. Um, it may not necessarily take the form of these psychoanalytical questions mm -hmm. and, and answer, but they, they have a way of helping you establish what, what your risk tolerance level is and what your objective is and all of that. But uh, beyond that, we would even want to urge that 
on, on our individual levels, right, as individuals, we work that um, um, detail of ourselves out mm. and, and have some certainty. Uh, you, you can cast your mind back um, to something that happened. It may even not be an investment. It, it, was, it may be about um, the, the result of a football match or it may be <laughs> the outcome of, uh, of, of an exam you exactly. wrote. Exactly. Right? How did you take it? I still right? remember. You know, mm. that's why I was excited about that win yesterday. Right. I still remember the penalty we lost ah. in the last World Cup. <laughs> Yes. So it yeah, like I mean, yesterday. people do um, collapse uh, yeah. when 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 there are such outcomes, right? So um, all of that feed into it. Yeah. Now, having established your risk tolerance, it then becomes a basis for um, working out your investment decisions, mm. right? Because there are two um, general points. It's either you have some surplus cash to invest, or you don't really. You have some. You are cash trapped, but you still want to get into the habit of investing. Mm. So if you have surplus cash. And your risk tolerance puts you on the aggressive or defensive side. That will fuel how you shape your investment decision. Mm -hmm. You have excess cash and uh, you are de defensive, conservative. What do you do? You want to protect your assets. So don't do risky investment. Mm -hmm. But you have surplus cash and you are aggressive in investment. What do you do? You want to take on more risk mm -hmm. to earn some more return and then expand uh, the size of your, of, your, of your portfolio. Similarly, if you are cash trapped, right, and you are conservative or defensive, what do you do? Um, you, you want to ask yourself, would you want to ab absorb a bit more risk or you don't want to consider it at all? Mm -hmm. Versus somebody who is also cash-trapped but aggressive. Their mindset is likely to be, I want to go all out, do these investments and earn myself as much return as possible. Mm -hmm. So it's very critical that you know for sure what your risk tolerance levels are. Right. And once you do, you, you are now in a better position to shape what your investment portfolio is. And, and when we talk about investment portfolio, I know we've bandied that word about a few times, but what really is it? It is simply a set of investment assets owned by an investor or investors collectively. Mm. And um, I, I use a set, but it can, single be, it can simply be a set involving one asset. Mm. All you may have are the treasury bills that you're, you're buying and rolling over. It's an investment asset and it's your portfolio. It can also be a combination of assets. You have some bills here, you have some shares here, you have some other assets, some real estate. Maybe real estate as well. Real estate, etc. So all of those uh, put together in one in one set is also a portfolio. Mm. It doesn't necessarily be need to be multiple assets for it to be called a portfolio. So um, you, you have that, and uh, the portfolio that you hold typically is designed to achieve a certain objective so why would you want to go and buy that particular treasury bill or, or, or bond or note right why would you buy that um, invest in that real estate mm -hmm. there's an objective you want the portfolio should be designed for that you don't um, set out to do investing building a portfolio of uh, assets that are not all together helping you move in a particular direction mm -hmm. it's critical because otherwise then you're all over the place right Beside that, having uh, considered um, what a portfolio is, there are the critical issues that we ask ourselves. And this may sound like a repetition, but now we are in the portfolio building phase itself, right? The key questions, your objective, as I mentioned moments ago, your horizon, how long are you prepared to put the money away, mm -hmm. right? You, you want a certain kind of return. You must invest in certain kind of assets. You must um, be prepared to either go long haul or short term. And then um, the final consideration is what we, um, we defined moments ago, your tolerance level. Mm -hmm. So those three items go into uh, shaping your portfolio. Mm -hmm. Now you have your portfolio. One asset, multiple assets, you got it. Mm -hmm. What do you do now? How do you manage it? 
you don't just get into the habit of doing investing and um, put money away. Like we say, close your mind to it. It may not be a bad idea, especially if you're doing long-term like shares. You know, you don't want to... Uh, when we say don't don't go back to it often, we don't want you to be doing uh, hasty buy and sell decisions all the time. But at the same time, keep an eye. How are you managing it? Are you being aggressive? Are, are you being conservative? Are you, are you playing the middle line, uh, being moderately aggressive, you know? And all of these things also, how you want to manage it, also influence the sort of things that you want to put in your portfolio. For instance, if you're aggressive, then the assumption is that you want to go long term, mm -hmm. right? You want to take some risky, uh, relatively riskier assets. You want to do equities, right? You want to go the long haul. It's for people with um, high risk tolerance, right? So um, an aggressive portfolio strategy will look different from a conservative portfolio strategy, which is relatively long term. The priority there is just to preserve um, your, the safety of your returns and um, the cash um, assets. The, the, the assets you, you you want to invest in are typically cash or near cash, and then there's a middle ground, the moderately aggressive investor um, investment uh, strategy, where you are balancing the risk and the return, right, to achieve your objective. And here uh, you 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 can do a bit of both: some equities, some bonds, some some shorter term instruments, some cash and near cash assets, and that that, that construction of the portfolio in that particular manner will then feed into your objective right so the aggressive conservative or middle ground moderately aggressive um, uh, strategies will be very critical in how your investment portfolio shapes up after you have put it together well right. one word comes to me very strongly diversification when mm. you talk about the, uh, having a good mix yes but that can only be done with advice from a professional yeah. because obviously you're looking at what okay so let me ask the question this way mm. what would an investor be looking at when they diversify their portfolio naturally they're an investment to max, maximize their the, the returns and benefits mm. and minimize their risks yeah but what would they be looking at other than those things would they also be looking to spread the risk at some point depending on what's happening in the market would they be looking to maximize because there's a windfall in that direction mm. would they be looking to be a bit more cautious because we're not certain of what's going on what are some of the general considerations mm. or thought processes that okay when someone is managing a portfolio right and the, which causes them to shift in different directions in the conversation on diversifying your portfolio right. from time to time what would instigate what movement at what point right right thanks yeah so um the the best approach to this question is to establish what the diversification is supposed to achieve in the first place mm. diversification in building your investment portfolio or managing your investment holdings is extremely critical it helps manage the risk mm. and remember the conversation we had moments ago about systemic and non-systematic risk true diversification comes in here and plays a very important role in shaping uh, not only the, the 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 look of your portfolio, but the returns you get from it. See, um, yeah, different asset classes, as we described last week, have uh, different responses to market movements and economic right. movements, right? So um, the way the fixed income instruments would re react to a particular market movement is not necessarily the same way shares would. So um, over the past uh, few days, um, after the the, the, the Ministry of Finance announced a wrath of initiative to try to uh, salvage the economy. We saw um, the fixed income market react in a particular way, mm -hmm. not so much in the equity market, mm -hmm. right? So different assets react differently. Now, as I mentioned, 
there is unsystematic risk associated with all of these. So what you want to do with diversification is to put assets that are not correlated together. And let me break it down. Um, assets that react differently to market movements. Differently together. to different stimuli. Precisely. Yeah, you are complicating the thing now. We okay. agree to keep it so simple. So they react <laughs> differently to different occurrences in the yes, market. Yes. So that if it's going to rain, for example, and mm -hmm. rain kills this investment, you don't have five of the same investment that is killed by rain. Exactly. Some exactly. will be you, by sunshine, some will be by wind, some will be... You, you, want, you want to have some that are actually going to thrive in the rainfall. Hold that thought for yes. me. We want to take a quick message right. from our sponsors. When we come back, we get interactive. We take a quick message right now. Yeah. Your favorite on-air business development program, Joy Business Masterclass, is in session. And you can interact with us on Facebook via the Joy 99.7 FM or Joy Business pages. If you tweet, the handle is at Joy 997 FM or at Joy Business GH. Don't forget to hashtag JB Masterclass. You can also call us on 0302-216541 or send your questions and contributions through to the WhatsApp number 0551-111997 and our facilitators will address your concerns. Attention everyone, class is in progress. Welcome back. If you've just tuned in, this is Masterclass here on your Superstation Joy 99.7. We're spending time here with Kofi Ewuku, Managing Director, GCB Capital, and we're concluding our conversation on portfolio investment and risk management here on Masterclass. Here on Masterclass today also, we have giveaways for the first 10 callers. 10 callers who pick up that phone and give us a call. We're going to get interactive straight away. And GCB is giving away these items also in celebration of Ghana Month here on Multimedia. If you've got um, any need that requires you to take a personal loan gcb has a personal loan available for you to sort out all of your problems whether it's educational fees you're dealing with whether it's urgent medical expenses pop-up expenses or bills or home makeovers or renovations or even vacation or a holiday trip with your family gcb your biggest bank and largest bank in ghana makes life easy for you so let gcb lend you the needed support for all those urgent and personal needs visit any gcb branch today or call 0800 422-422 for a GCB personal loan now and see that dream come true. GCB, your bank for life. If you've also got any motor vehicle of any kind, Goyle has some great news for you. You can enjoy up to 3% 3 Swiss discount. I beg your pardon. You can enjoy up to 3 Swiss discount on every liter of fuel that you purchase at any Goyle filling station. You can get free life insurance cover also provided by My Life Insurance. So visit any of our Goyle stations or offices today. Goyle Good Energy, Goyle Genara, Igedia. Um, phone lines are now open. Numbers to call 0302 You can also send us your comments on 055 I have got some great gifts today. Ten giveaways I have for the first ten um, people who get in touch. If I don't get enough callers, maybe I'll give some to my social media people as well. This is now from Spintix. It says, <laughs> "Okay, now, now I'll give some to my WhatsAppers." Now says, "What about us, your regular WhatsAppers? We all can't call, but we're listening. Save some of the DCV packages." Okay, now I will, but you need to ask a question. Okay, so please type your question on social media. And I will definitely give you one of the 10 packages. I'm waiting for your comments now. Um, we're interactive right now. Pick up that phone, give us a call, or send us your comments. This is Josie from Laboni. Uh, Josie says, what is the basic measurement of investment risk? Hi, Joy FM. Okay, so Josie, you are my first um, winner today 
for the giveaways from GCB, wonderful packages in celebration of Ghana Month from Masterclass. So after the show, please pass by the front desk of Joy FM and mention Masterclass and say that you were a winner from um, the Q&A today. Your name is Josie and you're from Laboni. Uh, so remember to pick up your package. She's asking a question. Um, basic measurement of basic measurement risk, of investment right. risk. Right. Um, that that, briefly, that is actually um, um, yeah. an interesting question. Um, there is no straightforward answer to that okay. because investment risk manifests in several different ways. Right. And so um, they would naturally also be measured in different ways. Uh, perhaps it should be more, more specific. Right. Okay. So, Josie, if you could be a bit more specific, um, basic measurements of investment risk. I've got Sam from Spintex. Sam says, I have a question for your resource person. Is it prudent to guarantee a loan for someone when you plan undertaking an investment. Sam from Spintex, you're my second winner today. Please pass by the front desk of Joy FM and pick up your package uh, when the show is done. Before you answer Sam's question, mm. it says, when you're planning to undertake an investment, is it prudent to give someone a loan? Please write mm. that question down. I've got okay. a caller on the line. Good afternoon. You're welcome to Masterclass. Your name and where you're calling from. My name, uh, good, good afternoon. My name is Collins. Collins Latu. I'm calling from Gansoman. Okay, so Collins, you're my third yeah. winner today on the show. You have a parcel at the front desk of Joy FM. Please pass by at the end of the show and reference Masterclass. And you have a beautiful gift from GCB. Wow. Thank you so, so very You're much. Um, GCB, first of all, GCB is my bankers in a way. Okay. So. Okay, that's nice. Yeah, uh, so just regarding question? the uh, um, is it loan or credit facility that they are giving, I just want to know, do they give it out to consultants or you need to be a government worker? Um, is, it, is it possible for me to ask such a question anyway? Yeah, is go it, ahead. Go ahead with the question. Yeah, I'm just wondering, is it, do you give it out to private, like, entrepreneurs or private or consultants or something, or is it to just government and regular, those who have regular incomes, you know? Okay, so just keep listening. We'll answer that question for you. Let's oh. answer that first. He wants to know yeah. whether the, the, the personal loan mm. is for just government workers or is for consultants and for other, other category persons as well. No, Collins, um, the loans are available to Everywhere. any category of worker yeah. once you, you meet the necessary yeah. uh, um, requirements. So, Collins, it's for everyone. Yeah. Terms and conditions apply. Yep. Okay. Uh, yep. I've got another comment on social media. And the previous uh, question about was about guaranteeing a loan to yes, someone if you, if if you, you want to make to, another... Um, I, I'm not sure I fully understand that. Uh, so um, he has plans of making an investment. Should he guarantee somebody's loan when he himself he wants to make? Ah, uh, so he has to make a choice between yeah. the two. That, that's it's that's risk, uh, risk that's a rather difficult one. Uh, yeah, it will come down to your risk appetite and to the objective. Perhaps uh, you could earn more from the loan, which in itself could be considered an investment, mm -hmm. right? Or you could invest in some other assets. So, so I, I mean, I'll just add that yeah. and say, if you think it's that rather general, if you think that a person will not pay and they'll come <laughs> back to you, then yes, by all means, be careful before you do that. Uh, do I have a caller on the line? Yes, I have another yeah. caller. Good afternoon. You're welcome to Masterclass. Your name and where you're calling from. Hello, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Um, my name is Dennis. I'm calling from TechSub. So you're calling from where, Dennis? From TechSub. Right. Dennis from 37. You are my fourth winner today on Masterclass. GCB has a wonderful gift for you. Please pick, pass by the front desk of Joy FM and pick it up after the show. Okay. Thank right, you very now, much. Now ask your question, Dennis. Okay. So I have some loose money and I'm thinking of um, how to invest it. Right. And I'm, I'm not so sure. So like I have roughly like uh, 10k. Okay, so, what okay, do you so think Dennis, is a best I'm, I'm investment? I'm going to stop you here. Don't give too much information. Okay, <laughs> I'll give you a number right. to call and then call them uh, GCB, and they will take you through every single step to make an investment decision. Okay. Okay. Please. Uh, sure. So, thank you. Call the number for GCB Capital. 
Um, yeah, we'll get that uh, in the yes, yeah, yes, we'll before that. the end of the yeah. show. All right. Do I have another caller on the line? Okay, I've got some comments on social media. Uh, Dennis was my fourth winner. Uh, okay, this one is Ivy from Legon. Okay, Ivy, you didn't ask a question. Okay, Ivy says, very interesting and insightful discussion today. Team Masterclass, kudos. I've got some nuggets close to my chest. Maybe we should give, should we give, should we give Ivy? <laughs> we should, we, okay, my producer is not smiling. So, Ivy, thank you for reaching out, uh, but you don't get a gift from us today. This one is from uh, KB from northeast of West Hills Mall. KB, I'm getting busy with that specific, specific location, yeah? <laughs> what can... What, is it, what kind of investment should you opt for if you're a pensioner? Mm. Okay, KB from Northeast of West Hills Mall. You're my fifth winner on Masterclass today. Brilliant gift from GCB awaits you. Just come to the front desk of Joy FM after the show. Reference Masterclass and pick up your gift. Um, your question says, what kind of investment should you opt for if you're a pensioner? Right. Um, so we, we sort of touched on okay, that. Okay, so hold on that for me. I've got a caller on the line. Right. Good afternoon. You're welcome to Masterclass. Your name yeah. where you're calling from. Yes, yes, Hello. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I'm calling from Kolebu. You, your, your name, sorry. Na, Na from Kolebu. Na from Kolebu. You are my winner number six on the show today, <laughs> Ghana Month. GCB Thank you. has some wonderful giveaways for you. Please pass by the front you. desk of Joy FM and pick it up after the show. Okay, please. I'm a little bit confused about this investment. Mm. Uh, I'm originally... Right. I've got a bit of... I went into this transportation... Mm. It's not helping me. I went to, uh, I gave the money for somebody to buy maids from Tetima. Right. And that didn't go well. Okay. Uh, so the money to sitting there, I don't know what to do. Now, I have the best solution for you. Speak to a professional today. So uh -huh. you put out a number at the end of the show. And then okay. you can give them a call. Please call them when, when you get the number. Um, and they will okay. advise you based on your, speci your specific set of circumstances so you can okay. make the right investment decision. Okay? Okay. Thank you for calling the show. Please keep listening. But please pick up your gift at the end of the show. Um, do I have any caller on the line? Okay. I've got, a, I've got another comment on social media. Okay. This is Mark from Teshi. Mark from Teshi, you are my winner number seven. On the show today, please pick up a gift at the front desk of Joy FM Reference Masterclass. GCB has some wonderful package for you. Your question is, what questions should I ask my portfolio manager? Mark from Tishi. Very interesting <laughs> question. Um, uh, there's a number of questions. I mean, based on... I've got three more gifts to go. And yeah. I've got three more minutes on the show. So if you can get right. through... You can pick up those gifts. Let's go. So um, it's either the portfolio manager is offering you um, some, some asset or some product mm. to invest in or you are seeking guidance mm -hmm. to, to make your investment decisions. Now, the sort of questions you ask would, would, would hover in the area of what it is that they're offering you in the, in the mm -hmm. event that they, have, um, they are making a sale, what it is that they are, they are promoting to you, mm -hmm. what sort of assets go into that. Mm -hmm. Do those assets jive with your personal risk tolerance? Um, how long do you have to be in there? Are there any tax implications on the returns that you will get? Are there any charges? What sort of charges are there um, that you have to pay to the portfolio manager? Um, so all of those are, are, are critical questions that you need to ask of the portfolio mm. manager. On the, flip, on the flip side, if you um, are considering something yourself mm. and it, you're not being offered, and you still want to get some guidance. So tell them your specific circumstance, yes. what you want to do, and yeah. they will guide you make a decision. I think I've got a few more comments details. on social media. Um, right. If I could take them, I think these are on WhatsApp. I don't have a caller on the line now, but I have okay. a few more comments on social media. So I'm just going to read them out. I've got three more 
packages to go out. Uh, I'm hoping I can give them out today. Uh, there was one from a lady from Bachona, Jay from Bachona. Mm. Um, yes, it says, I'm Lady Jay from Bachona. Uh, okay. No, I think I've read I read this one from Mark. Right. There was one from uh, Lady J from And there was a previous yes. one about a... It says, good afternoon, Masterclass. Uh, I'm Lady J from Bachona. Is it advisable for, for someone who's going on retirement mm -hmm. to place an investment? I think that's a question that she's asking. Well, so that question actually um, is in sync with the previous question yes. from a pensioner, a retiree, right. um, as, as he said, he described. Um is it advisable? It's always advisable to do investing. Okay. Right. Always advisable to always, place an yeah. investment. Except that in the case of a, of a retiree, what yeah. you may want to get to, get into, um, may may not necessarily be what a younger person should get into. Right. So again, the, the issues around your risk tolerance mm. levels, um, the issues around um, how long you wish to invest, the yeah. source of the money, what plans you have with the money, all of those considerations will come in. But should you invest um, because you are 60, 70, 80, I would say yes. By all means, go ahead and invest. I've got yes. two more giveaways. Um, this point I think I've read uh, already from Mark. If you can go to the next comment, please. Mark, Mark has already picked up something from me. So, uh, yeah, Lady J. Lady J is uh, 